Welcome to the Essential HR Podcast, where today I sit down with Christine Kidder, founder and CEO of Christine Kidder & Associates, where we talk about today's job market and how professionals can successfully navigate through different job searches and HR challenges to obtain the work that works for them. This program is not intended to constitute legal advice and is for general educational purposes only. If you do need legal advice, please contact your own attorney. Good afternoon and welcome to the Essential HR Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Brian Gorman, here today with uh, with Christine Kidder, CEO and founder of Christine Kidder & Associates, and really excited to have uh, Christine on the show today. And um, uh, we just uh, spent a few minutes talking about our dogs, so uh, could uh, end up being a dog podcast. That's okay. We can certainly talk about those, but uh, wanted to um, just maybe um, have Christine start, uh, and, and Christine, if you will, don't mind introducing yourself and and um, what you do and your role and, and go from there. Yes, I'm happy to. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast. Absolutely. I'm really excited to be doing this. What I do is I'm an HR professional uh, using my expertise to help individuals get through the whole uh, job search maze as well as other HR challenges so they can land work that works for them. Okay. When we think about it, we spend so much of our lives at work and there's way too many people that are unhappy at work. They're not fulfilled. They're not, they're not using their skills, their strengths. And that's something that I feel that I, I can really help people with. And that's, that's a main focus of my approach one of my favorite quotes is Oscar Wilde's quote on, um, you know, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a great quote. No, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And we were, we're each given unique strengths and skills that make us who we are. And if we're not using those, you know, to help others and to just, and to be us, then, um, that's not good. I think we have a, we each have our own calling to fulfill. And um, yeah, so I, I really love it working with people on that. In my HR career, I've hired so many people that I know what goes on behind the scenes. And often for job seekers, it, it can be very stressful because they don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But, so I'd use that knowledge to help guide people through their job search so they don't have so much stress because it, it can be just a stressful thing. It's, it's kind of lumped up there with, um, you know, talking in public. People have this fear of public speaking. And then, <laughs> sure. you know, most people don't look forward to doing a job search unless, of course, they're in a job that they hate. And then they should definitely find something that is a better fit for them. So that's, uh, so I, I just really enjoy using my my HR experience to help coach people to get through those work challenges. Oh, absolutely. And, and um, what, what are your thoughts maybe around um, the job search today and, and, and someone who may be, may be seeking a job or a career change or wanting to do something different, you know, what advice maybe do you have for them and you know, where do they even start? I know that uh, having gone through that myself in the last um, you know, few months, 
uh, you, you almost don't know where to, to begin. And maybe someone that's been in the industry, their industry for a while. Right. And, and, um, they, they may be a little bit nervous about making a change or what, I guess, what advice or what, what have you seen and what, what's working for someone right, right now? The biggest advice I would have for someone is to take time out to reflect and really think about where you're at a journal uh, journaling is a really helpful tool. So taking the time out for reflection, because I, I feel like we're all so busy. We're all running around doing so many different things, not just in work, but sure. in our personal lives. Although I think a silver lining of the pandemic is it kind of made us slow down too, because, mm-hmm. you know, so many things we couldn't do. Uh, so that the time to reflect and pause and journal, like really write down what's important to you, what you value. Life is too short to just not pursue what's important to you. But then also another really, really important step is to look at your existing connections that you have. Mm. Those connections are like diamonds that are buried in your backyard that you haven't tapped into we often, we just, again, we get caught up in life. And, and when you go back and look at your connections and you don't even have to be on LinkedIn, there still are a good number of people that aren't on LinkedIn. They sure you should be on LinkedIn, but, um, but just go through that exercise of looking at your connections. If you are on LinkedIn, if you've been on it, like I have for a long time, going through your LinkedIn connections is really good because that's a good housekeeping thing. It's a good habit to have. Because, uh, I mean, I joined LinkedIn so long ago. I'm not trying to date myself. But when you, some of those connections, you're like, oh my, I don't even remember who that person is anymore. Sure, so, sure. So, um, so those are, I'd say those are the two key things to, to do. Because once you start tapping into your connections again and, and just having conversations with them and just, hey, we haven't talked in a couple of years. How are you? What's going on? I mean, it's, it's enjoyable. It's, it's nice to reconnect with people. And who knows? There could be, you could be opening the door to some new possibilities for yourself mm. just by doing that. Not even updating your resume. Don't make that the first thing. Reach out to your connections. That's fantastic advice. I, th- I think that, um, you know, maybe we're programmed to, to, to hurry and, 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 and up to update our resume, right? I think it's obviously important, but, you know, you bring in LinkedIn and, and maybe uh, I, I love using LinkedIn, been on LinkedIn for a long time as well. And maybe speaking to someone who's on there and, and is a power user, I guess, of LinkedIn. And I, it, I, I was just listening, listening to another podcast this morning about you know, video and how important video is. And maybe what, what's your thought on that? And should someone you know, put a video out there? Uh, have you seen that? What are your thoughts about that? And then maybe you know, what are some steps that someone who does use LinkedIn can, can do? Because I think ultimately, you know, we're gonna, as we you know, continue even down the, the, the role of the, um, the pandemic still here and things like that, that it's just, it's so vitally important to have a, a personal brand or, you know, a way to be able to put yourself out there. So maybe what are your thoughts on that, Christine? I think video is really good. And I, I love video just from a learning standpoint, because I think I'm a better learner 
when I go to YouTube and I just look up a video on how to do something. In fact, I, I say to myself, I need to do this more because it just makes things so much easier. Even when I'm trying a new recipe, if there's a video of the people making the recipe, it's like, oh, this is great. And I, <laughs> yeah. I did, a, I baked a carrot cake with my 15 year old son a couple weekends ago. And what struck me is he kept on going to the video over and over again to do the recipe where I'm used to following the actual recipe in a book. So, um, you know, we can make that transition. We can totally do that. And it, it just makes, it makes learning so much easier. So uh, getting back to your question on, should someone do a video on LinkedIn? Yes, I do. I think, mm. I think that's a good thing, but you have to be comfortable for it too. And it has to be you, it has to be authentic. I don't want anyone to be like, oh, a video is something I should do. You know, if you feel uncomfortable and, and you just don't think it's authentic for you, then don't do it. That's totally fine. Mm. That's not a problem at all. Um, you know, or maybe learn more about that. There's certain tricks and tips like more people have had to learn how to do Zoom videos and to be comfortable with that. So right. if, if you're comfortable with that, that's great. And then, you know, you could do a quick video, a video that's less than two minutes. I wouldn't, even a 30 second snippet is good too. Sure. Because, uh, you know, and then also ask people for their feedback. Um, hmm. Ask people that, you know, ideally, let's say I'm going for a job, I, uh, I'm making a career change and I want to be a marketing analyst. So, you know, maybe I should make some new connections with people that are in that job already and then ask them for their feedback. You know, say, do you think this is a good idea? What, what do you think? Ask others for help, especially those people who are in that job that you want to be in. Mm. Yeah, that's that's fan fantastic advice. Um, then maybe on the flip side of that, I guess, is someone maybe who's not on LinkedIn. And I guess the, I guess we both would say, right, you need to be on LinkedIn, which, um, you know, would be is, is I think it's just a huge you know step to take. But I think it's a necessary you know step to take these days. But maybe someone who isn't on there, what, what would you say to them as, as something that would be important for them to do? If someone isn't on LinkedIn, I would encourage them to, to make it super easy just to talk with someone, one of their connections who is on LinkedIn. That always helps me. Like there's a new platform that uh, I don't have experience with. It's called Clubhouse. It's a new social media platform. And um, so I have some of my connections have been on it and they're going to do like one of them is going to do a walkthrough with me. Oops. Sorry. That's my dog playing with. That's his, okay. Lucy's going to. So. Awesome <laughs> no problem at all. We do not have a pig in our house. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So ask someone again, that's, I find that's the easiest thing to do. I love like to ask people for referrals. Like if you, where to get, um, if you needed a painter for your house, you'd probably ask 
some of your friends for painter referral. So then do the same thing with LinkedIn. You know, if you haven't used it, talk with some of your connections that that do use it and ask them what they like about it. Ask them what they don't like about it. Um, maybe even be on the phone with them while you get on it. Or, I mean, you could, you can do a Zoom, a virtual Zoom session where they share their screen with you and they can show you around. So that's what's so great about Zoom. So it's a really very helpful tool in mm -hmm. many ways. Oh, absolutely. Um and maybe what are some of the, the trends that you're seeing out, out there right now? Um, obviously, we mentioned LinkedIn, but what are some other trends that you see, you know, maybe hurdles that are um, job seekers are finding right now? Uh, obviously, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting world, but we've been dealing this with almost a year now uh, with the pandemic. But what are your thoughts on um, you know, maybe some of the, the trends you're seeing out there? I mean, do you see light at the end of the tunnel or do you think it's going to you know, continue to be this way for a while. What's your, um, in your, in your expert opinion, what do you, what do you think is, um, um, kind of coming down the pike? I am seeing some positive signs that employers are starting to hire and that activity is picking up. I encourage job seekers to stay on top of their follow-up, not be stalkers, mm. but I, I have, I think more, more often I have people I'm coaching that are hesitant to follow up. They don't, they're like, oh, aren't I being too pushy? Aren't I, uh, I don't wanna be a stalker. It's like, no, you are not being too pushy. Mm -hmm. You need to, it's almost like you have to kind of lead, lead them a little bit, like take, take charge and lead them a little bit more because they're so busy. Uh, HR, I mean, HR has been one of the, well, we've all been with this pandemic again, it's created a lot of work. It created so much work for HR. I mean, when it hit, it was like, oh, we have to do this and we have to do this and we have to do this. And it was just a lot. Um, and so HR especially needs help. So there's nothing wrong with following up at a minimum follow up every two to three business days and you can follow up with an email you can follow up via linkedin messaging you can follow up mm -hmm. with a phone call too and leave a voicemail if you get their voicemail and you, and you can say hey i i did email you but i thought i would also reach out via the phone i am extremely interested in this opportunity and just following up to find out next steps no that's a great point too i think that um with all the technology that we have with, you know, zoom and, and instant messaging and, and email, and, you know, we can hide behind that sometimes, but you know, picking the phone up and just calling them, I think it's a, it's a great idea. I think it works in you know, multiple, um, you know, careers and industries and, and it's, um, you know, people still want to hear from people. I mean, I know everybody's busy, right. But I think the phone is something you can, not many people are using it, but if, when you do, you can kind of, you know, put yourself out there and, and, and really shine, I think. So, um, no, that's, that's great stuff. I wanted to, I did have a couple, um, kind of fun questions to, to ask you, uh, Christine about, uh, about HR, but, um, wanted to start with, you know, what do you love most about, about human resources and, and what you do in, in, um, in what you've you know your career path in HR, what, what do you love most about it? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. And, uh, I think then the, the list of potential questions that you gave me, that probably was one of my favorites because uh, 
I've had, <laughs> I've had a lot of people say to me, man, you could write a movie based on what you've seen in human resources. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I guess what I, I love the constant change of it and the learning that goes with it because every day is unique and different. And I love being able to support all the functional areas within an organization. Because when you think about it, it was so cool. I was in a, uh, a uh, webinar a couple days ago and the topic was managing your teams remotely because this is our new normal now. We have mm -hmm. to manage teams remotely. Sure. And he, sh he threw up a couple pictures, three pictures of different workplaces and different industries. But, uh, and he asked us what's missing from these, these pictures of workplaces. And what was missing was the employees. There weren't any people in the pictures. So really that, what that reminds us of, yeah, this could be a workplace, but it's not really a workplace unless there's, there's people there. That's what makes an organization. The, the heart and soul of an organization is the people. And, uh, you know, and that's why I've had the opportunity to work with a variety of employers and uh, I've really been enjoying focusing more on working with individuals because mm. uh, that's, they're the heart and soul of our employers, of organizations. Well, absolutely. Um, and and, and what, what advice do you think you would give someone, you know, wanting to pursue a career similar to yours or just maybe in HR in general? That's a really good question as well. <laughs> um, and I was thinking about that. I'm partial to accounting and finance. I've, mm. I always loved numbers when I was growing up. Math was my favorite subject and still is. And then because of that, I knew I wanted to go to business school and I decided to get my accounting degree and pass the CPA exam. I feel that, and then now, uh, having years of experience in HR, that accounting finance business education has helped me so much in terms of working with CFOs. Mm. I mean, everyone, essentially all the functional areas, if the CFO uh, doesn't agree with your expenses, then you're not going to get anywhere. You know, you need, you need his buy-in, you need his is okay on your expenses. And um, having that background helps me to understand that, you know, to justify expenses. Uh, be, being able to say to a CFO, if we invest in this training or this uh, technology, our return our, on investment will be $10,000 or whatever. Yeah. To be, I mean, you shouldn't really be incurring any expenses unless there's a return on your investment. Right. So that's, um, so anyway, that's kind of a long-winded way of saying, I would encourage people to get that foundation of the, the business justification. Mm. That's really important in order to be successful in HR because all the other functional areas really need to do that as well. In order to have a successful business, you shouldn't be spending money on needless expenses right. and have that discipline 
And I think the CFO will definitely want to partner with you, the whole accounting finance team. And then the other areas <laughs> I've worked with managers who hate numbers and they hate <laughs> budgeting. And, right. and when they see that you like it, they're like, oh, thank goodness, this person will help me. So it'll help you be a valuable part of the team. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and maybe it's a kind of a curious question here. Um, what like myth of HR would you want to debunk maybe that it's, is out there? Well, I would say often people are uncomfortable in talking with HR. Sometimes uh, HR has not done the best job of being human. <laughs> it's mm. like the, 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 the human in HR hasn't really been strong and, and which is terrible. I think uh, HR people are, are realizing that and really trying to do a better job of that. It's a balancing act because the employer pays our salaries. I mean, they justify, okay, well, we have an HR team. We, we have to allocate our resources for an HR team. So often people, employees, they might think that, well, HR is just going to look out for the best interests of the company. They're, they don't care about me. They don't care at all. And that's, that's not the case. We have to we have to build those win-win situations because if a situation is great for an employer, but terrible for the employee, the employee's not gonna stay. Or they, right. might, they might stay, but they're not gonna be engaged. They're going to be just going through the motions. They're not gonna be happy. I mean, engagement, engagement has been a buzzword for so long and it, it still matters. I mean, you can't, so that's why it's just so important to have those win-win situations. HR, they do exist. They're not, there's lots of win-win opportunities. There's an abundance of them, but it's just doing the work, finding them and building them, doing it. So that's, yeah. I guess that's again, bit of a long-winded that, answer. That's great stuff. That's, that's fantastic. Um, and then to, to wrap up, um, maybe the final question here, um, the biggest lesson from the last year, I know it's been a, obviously a, um, a year that we couldn't have uh, foreseen and, and, and haven't gone through before, but what, what is your biggest lesson that you're taking from the last, the last year and, and, and moving forward with it? My biggest lesson, I've just been so impressed with the flexibility that people have exhibited and that employers have exhibited. I think that this pandemic has, has exposed uh, employers that are not nimble, are not resilient, are not flexible. And I think one of the biggest things out of this was one of my pet peeves is employers who were stuck in FaceTime, like how I'm not talking about on your iPhone, that FaceTime, I'm talking about yeah. being in the office. If my employees aren't in the office from nine to five, and even if the, I look at the um, parking lot at 5.05 and all the cars are gone, then uh, something's wrong. This is bad, you know? Right, right. 
And really, we've got to measure results. What are the results that our teams are getting? That's what's most important because if someone can get the results that they need and work from home and maybe only like just use their time efficiently, then that works for me. You know, that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Christine, thank you so much for your time. Uh, very much enjoyed our conversation and, and would love to have you on again and uh, wish you the best of luck um, uh, this year and, and uh, appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I enjoyed being on this podcast and uh, yeah, I wish you all the best. Awesome. So stay safe and warm in this crazy weather. We've been <laughs> Will do. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to the Essential HR Podcast. Join me next time when I sit down with David Shaw, consultant, keynote speaker, and corporate trainer at Illuminate PMC, where we discuss how your company can deal with burnout. This program is not intended to constitute legal advice and is for general educational purposes only. If you do need legal advice, please contact your own attorney.